Ultra. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers one explosive minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again uh, for this movie, which is exciting, repeat guest is uh, Chris O'Connor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, here to talk more about weaponry and warfare and what have you. Hello. Cowabunga, guys. Yeah. Welcome back. And what an explosive-tacular moment for me to come back. <laughs> totally tubular. Glad I get oh. to be here to make my bang. Ooh, that sounded terrible. That's not, that's not something anybody says. Nobody says, make my bang. What the? Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, you just What's said it twice, so. <laughs> uh, today I'm going to make gonna it be... happen. I'm going to make it work. Okay. Stop trying to make, gonna make fetch my bang. happen. <laughs> <laughs> I could make so... fetch happen. <laughs> fetch my bang. That was, oh God, that was last week. Um, so today we're going to be talking about minute 176, which starts with orcs falling off the causeway because they are being shot at and ends with, uh, an explosion. An explosion that takes a while. Yes. There's a solid eight-ish seconds of footage of just that explosion. Yeah, well, I think I think, and they 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 did the um the really classic sort of movie thing where it's like, okay, we have the set, and we're gonna blow the set up like for real, guys. This is gonna be awesome. Let's put as many cameras on this explosion as we can. The explosion itself actually only takes like a half a second, but we're gonna just reshow the same explosion from multiple angles over and over and over again because it's great. And they for real blew up a model. Nice. They, they talk about having to, so they filmed pretty much, they filmed everything from before that for the battle first, and then they made this explosion happen, and then they did all the filming for post-explosion because the set is entirely dre- uh, differently dressed post-explosion. Oh. Yeah. Because there's water flowing through places, there's rubble. Yep. Right. So they did everything pre-explosion first. Then did everything post-explosion. That makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Because they were really going to blow up part of the set. You know, I never would have even thought about that. Because, yeah, the aftermath of an explosion, there's a lot of things. Stuff things have to be like obviously. done in order. Like if you ever have a scene where you like burn down somebody's apartment or home, it's like shoot everything in there that needs to be shot before you burn it down. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. You can't go back. Nope. I mean, you could. It's just very expensive. <laughs> just expensive and time-consuming to rebuild. Yeah, don't do not do. There's that. also various points throughout these first few minutes of this week. There's also a handful of scenes where they kind of call out, Oh, uh, Liv Tyler is painted out of this. Aw. Aw. <laughs> because originally they filmed stuff with her in Helm's Deep. So why did they decide to cut her out? If you haven't already talked about that, I, I haven't, you know, I will. Apparently, Liv Tyler kind of didn't want to do the battle oh. stuff. Huh. What? Interesting. That Liv Tyler was more interested in doing the ephemeral, inspirational mm-hmm. version of the character. Ah. She was more into that. So maybe she, she didn't um, give it her all on that one? 
And Peter and Fran and Philip and the director and writer commentary talk about them kind of feeling that maybe they would get more backlash for that than other book departure decisions. That's fair. That's... I, mm, well, okay. I love badass Arwens. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they had Twitter to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's an isolated thing, if it... Because it's an isolated thing, it calls more attention to itself that there's this dichotomy in her mm-hmm. characterization. Mm-hmm. Where if it happened twice, it wouldn't feel as strange. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm a little more bothered by the part where have you talked about it all the uh, like the cut scene with um, uh, Eowyn getting to to kill orcs in the caves? Yeah, like that. Yes. That why was that? Well, I suppose you may have already talked about why that was cut. It takes away from the tension around your main characters some. Yeah, but she's a main also, character. Also, if orcs are in the caves, you have to deal with the implication that they're also killing women and all children. All right, all right, whatever. But not if she's there. The realities she's of one war. person. Ugh. But there are other women who know how to fight. She like explicitly says yes. that. And it'd be cool to see a bunch of mothers and wives from Rohan Hell yeah, killing Urukai. Hell yeah, it would be. It would. It's like, oh hey, look. But the implication, the way that like beating up a bunch of murder toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> With just like I don't know pots and pans or something. <laughs> have, well, no, clearly they have shorts. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have a handful of weapons. All the best weapons the men would have taken, but they'd have some still for sure. Yeah. Spears and shields. Eowyn didn't give someone her sword. Like that was a that was a uh, she she uh, blah, blah, blah. spears were a really common weapon for uh, like castle defense, like uh, for the samurai. For uh, the you know the men would go out and fight, and the women, the female samurai, were expected to defend their homes uh, if need arose. And that was uh, like pole arms, spears, yari, and naginata were were like yeah, the naginata most weapons. are traditionally yeah. a weapon for women. Cool. I happen to know that because of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Not anime? Uh, no, the, the Naginata thing I happen to know specifically because of the Oriental Adventure source book from Dungeons and Dragons. Well, there you go. Good stuff. There you go. Which I've always thought was cool. Like, mounted female warriors, I think were called Sohei? Mm. I think is the I term don't for remember. them. They were, they were, rare, wrong, they were rarely, uh, they rarely got to ride in mounted combat. Yeah, the, the A1 in the caves thing, I think they just didn't want to deal with the implication of orcs fighting okay. little children. That's fair. That, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Don't want to take don't want it to get too dark. That's a that's a thing. So before it get before this battle gets too dark, there's a hint of humor here. <laughs> I think the Olympic torch it, thing is so uh, funny. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's a moment. <laughs> But I guess even before that, I kind of want to talk about oh, like yeah. Theoden's weird moment of He's hubris like, let me, here. Let me set up my own petard for which to be hoist upon. Is this it? <laughs> Is this all you can conjure, Saruman? Immediately choke on those words. He no. Eat this boot attached to your foot. He also says Saruman. 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 Yeah, he no, he says Saruman. Like he he says it like maybe, Mary maybe does, you know he's like putting a little he's putting a little verve on it. He's saying it like it's a curse. You know, generations from now, people are going to be like, "You are being yeah. a real Saruman, you asshole." Saruman. <laughs> and then I kind of like the the Urukai sappers like conquistador <laughs> yeah. helmets. Uh, I didn't yeah. even notice that. That they have the normal helmet and then the very wide brim behind it oh. from just about where it starts, like their head starts, and then back there's this very yeah. slopey wide brim. <laughs> you picture that classic oh, yeah, Cortez yeah, yeah. slopey conquistador hat. 
But just on orcs. But just on an Urukai. And also very poorly constructed. <laughs> or these guys don't even really look like Urukai. They talk about really wanting to design the different classes mm-hmm. of orcs so that you could tell yeah, yeah. that they had different jobs That's just fair. by looking That's at interesting. them. Yeah, the uh, we set up these the bombs, bombs that we saw earlier. Yeah, the sea mine looking bombs to blow up a <laughs> castle wall. But I mean, you know that that just makes sense for the Urukai. They can't they can't make a round thing. They can't make a square thing. Everything they make has to be pointy. That's just Saruman. Everything he makes is pointy. Yeah, that's just his aesthetic. Yeah, like, except I like for him. Thorns, He's all. Man. <laughs> you know my favorite. I mean, my look favorite at his tower. My favorite flower is the rose. Why thorns? That's why. <laughs> Likes raspberries because the bushes are so thorny. It's a really nice house you've built there, Gandalf. You know what would look better on it? Spikes. You need some spikes on it. Let me put some spikes on it for you. <laughs> Home remodeling with with Saruman. Spikes everywhere. Some edgy. really because he's edgy. <laughs> Get some really aggressive trellises. Yeah. Saruman goes to Dude, hot you know, topic. Saruman loves a good... Spikes. Saruman loves a good buttress. Yeah. <laughs> he just pulls up his sleeves and he's wearing, like, the spiked bracelets from yeah, Hot Topic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he's got, like, ten of them on. <laughs> he's got a dog collar under his beard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just the four spike one, like the, like the wargs wear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Leather Daddy Saruman. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know what? Well, that just goes with the heavy metal aesthetic when, of Christopher Lee singing when heavy I, metal. When I started this podcast, um, I expected a lot of things, but Leather Daddy Saruman was not one of those <laughs> things. You know, under his robe, that's probably what he's rocking. <laughs> he's got like a harness. There's a bunch of O-rings. <laughs> yeah! A lot of straps, a lot of a lot of uh, points that can be connected to all sorts of things. They can be suspended oh in many different ways. You know, when he's not busy, this is a, uh, this is a PG podcast. When, he, when he's not busy taking over the world, he, oh, I'm sorry. That means nothing, kids. He likes spelunking, right? This is a family-friendly. Uh... Yeah, he's just going to explore the glittering caves after he conquers Helm's oh, Deep. I'll explore the glittering cave. Hey-o. <laughs> where were we? That just sounds like something where, Gibson where would say. Where were we? Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, Geek by Night. Everybody listen to Geek by Night. It's a great show. I love it. Yay. Right? That's my, that's it is. Chris is really funny. Yeah, I try. I try. And and people write it funny, so that it, that, that that helps. Well, thank you. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> just, I'll explore your I'll, glitter. I'll give you like a <laughs> tiny writing credit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Leather, to, yeah. Put that in an episode. The whole, the whole, the whole thing about <laughs> Saruman liking spikes and going a hot topic, and how if you took off the robe, he'd be covered in straps. Oh, no. That's yeah. That's put that in there somewhere. I'll love it. I'll lead it right up. You put that in. You put that in for my character, and I'll, I'll mm, chef kiss. <laughs> Magnifique. Très bon. Oh man. So this bomb. Yeah. So this bomb. This stupid spiky bomb. They, they, they put like three or four of these spiked balls in there. And uh, 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 like this sort of gutter or like sewage, like stream thing that they got going on that is in no way defended. It's just a part of the wall mm-hmm. that, you know, is large enough for the orcs to just go up to. I, it, like if, they, if, uh, if they hadn't blown it up, if they had just gone in and like ripped out the metal grate there, would they have just been able to go in? What the hell was it? Um, 
well, undefended, but for a small culvert. culvert at its base. Yeah, I mean that's <sighs> worm, worm tongue says that earlier, but I mean they clearly dug this out more because this culvert is larger than the one we are shown in that when scene. When did they have time? I I don't know. I mean, I guess you know they had a smaller bomb. Their, their little engineers like run up to it. You know the sappers. Uh, man, I wish I could remember what the sappers in Warcraft Two said. Anyway, so they 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 go up and they're they're doing their little sapper duty, and they you know they get out there entrenching tools, and they entrench and get it set up, and you know they're all being covered by shields and all the fighting at the wall and all the ladders going up, and they don't get much attention because they're not mm-hmm. trying to go up. Um, but yeah, like that that little spot that that weak point. Um, Seems oddly weak. Because even even if they <laughs> yeah, conveniently so. even if they hadn't put a bomb there, it seems like you know that you know you see them putting the bomb down, and it's like in front of this big grate that they could just bring a battering ram in there, and then and then it's like who's going? They could take their time. Yeah, because you can't drop stuff on them from above yeah. in that culvert, because it also is. Which, feet deep. which gets to like at no point in this battle do they deploy boiling oil or fire do they no it's it just so. rocks but that might have been too much for their pg-13 uh, boiling, yeah, boiling oil? oil yeah maybe boiling or oil like boiling water um you know tar uh and any anything flammable really um yeah they were they were very careful not to get even close uh, to the r there's only a couple of instances where there's something that might have gotten it, but because see, it either heads goes get by lopped too off fast like or dandelions. looks obviously fake. Come on. Twice. Uh. Twice, specifically. <laughs> but there's no huge yeah. spurt of blood, and the blood from yeah, the Urukai yeah. is black. Yeah, so, like, if you pour, like, I mean, even in this lighting, if you pour just, like, steaming liquid, and then there's, like, some well, off-camera screaming. that, like, mm, yeah, you know, that, that has a, a stronger implication. It's a it, fine line. It, yeah, I could understand why if they were trying to trying to avoid the R rating, you would avoid um, burning people to death, even the Urukai, because it's it's a it's a it's a more visceral and painful uh, thing for for people to consider and and process. Yeah. yeah but that said, if I were defending Helm's yeah. Deep, there'd like be most people oil will and see fire all around. <laughs> and. From working around a deep fryer, boiling oil is terrible. Yeah, maybe they needed yeah. to save all the oil nothing. because they have Armor so many potatoes. Armor means nothing to boiling oil and fire. You will wind up with many French yeah. fries. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're fighting the French. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we finally get to this Olympic torch I'm, I'm a dad, so all my jokes are bad. <laughs> yeah, the torch. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. allowed it's, now. it's fair. All my dad jokes are bad <laughs> jokes and all my bad jokes are dad jokes. It's like, they, you know, it's, I, I, I have a good excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Olympic torch runner, which is kind of a fun visual element. And it's like, you know, like you, you can imagine the chariots of fire thing going on. But at the same time, it's kind of stupid. Like, why do they need this guy to run from the back yeah. with like, you know, the, the, the burning, like, uh, you know, the burning matchstick uh, or pug or whatever it is, matchlock, whatever. And. I talked about this. There's no a reason bit. for I that because on any one of the the orcs that are there by the wall could just walk in under the culvert, not drawing any attention, and use their fire starter kit that they carry as part of their camping, so that they can feed themselves on the on the right. on the march. The orcai eat raw meat. Well, Chris. whatever. They still make fires. They like fires. They play with the fires. They, I'm sure that they do. They don't cook animal animals for food. They make fire, Ooh, fire. torture things, and watch trees burn. 
Yeah, they, we, we see them burning things. Yeah, get a fire going. But I touched on, like, the idea that Saruman probably just doesn't trust them with fuses. And that's why we don't see any bombs and catapults. <laughs> well, also, I think um, the reason you don't see any of the bombs, it's like, how much of it does he actually have? From, from, from like, that scene with Wormtongue, like, Wormtongue isn't is a uh, relatively educated and knowledgeable individual, but he has no idea what it is. He's never seen it before. It's all new to him. Right. And I get the impression that this is like a thing that just Saruman has. Uh, and, yeah. And he probably isn't interested in um, sort of uh, proliferating that knowledge throughout the world and making it part of something that can be mass produced. Like that's probably that, that batch there used to burst up uh, Helm's Deep is probably all he's got. And he's only going to make more if he feels like he needs to. Yeah, because he never uses it again, right? It doesn't come up in at the White City. It doesn't come up in in, in the defense of uh, his tower. It's this is the only moment for gunpowder, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so, he's doing he's doing that thing that uh, like you know was was sort of like part and parcel of of uh, uh, of stagnating human development throughout history, where somebody could be uh, wise and powerful and educated and knowledgeable enough to have access to something like gunpowder or or like. Uh, chemical batteries or a steam engine or something but at the same time they're like well I have this thing and it makes me powerful but I don't want to tell anybody else how it works oh no I died and the knowledge is lost forever <laughs> whoops I've, I've, I've stunted human to human development for centuries Ooh, my hubris I mean Saruman strikes me as the kind of person to write things down more often than not so it's probably in his library this recipe for maybe but it's in his library he strikes me as a meticulous note taker yeah yeah but it's it's just his like if if somebody were to like look for his his notes on gunpowder it's probably in his private journal like written in his own personal saruman code and you have to find like the key somewhere and he like you know draws it in wingdings or something (laughs) well it's probably just written in the language of the valar which no one can read. Which right? no one can. Which no one knows, other than yeah. I mean, Gandalf, that's the thing, though. Is like, Radagast, does he want? Does, would he want Radagast and and Gandalf to be able to read his notes on on his magical explodey powder? I don't think Radagast would care, but Gandalf would be like, uh, "We need to destroy Dude, what this." Dude, <laughs> what are you talking about? Gandalf knows how to make it. He makes fireworks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Duh. Jesus. Oh my I god. I forgot. <laughs> So, that is so this is just something the wizards know. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so Gandalf dumb. just like Gandalf uses it for fun. Pisses it away in fireworks. Yeah, what? No, he's spreading joy. And he's and Saruman's like actually using it. That's probably how they built the mine so quickly. Like or like blasting things out. That... Yeah, yeah, Sar- yeah. yeah Saruman just blasted out all the Strip bedrock mining. beneath Orthanc. Yeah, he can he can go and he can like level mountaintops. I forgot about the fireworks. Dude, that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was the longest time ago. <laughs> I'm going to keep referring to the movies by ages. That was back in the first yes. age. Yes, that's appropriate. <laughs> and the dawn time. So this will be before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Peter Jackson carried the Olympic torch at one point. Very briefly, because <laughs> celebrities touch it and stuff when they right, right, right. when they do things like the yeah. actual Olympic torch, not yeah. this thing. The actual okay. Olympic torch. I believe Peter Jackson did that for the the Olympics in Sydney. That would make sense. He left New Zealand. No, because it has to I'm go sure. like it has to go from <laughs> Athens to Sydney. So part of the trip it would be through New Zealand, presumably. 
that doesn't necessarily make sense, but why wouldn't you stop there yeah. if there's a big celebrity I, and all, there? Well, I mean, also, it needs to stop in, in as many places as it can, so it's a place you would stop between Greece and Australia. So that that is perhaps maybe a reason why it has this visual. Yeah. This was also the first Berserker they hmm. filmed of the Berserkers. Ah, yeah, that... that- that full that like this encased guy. head like uh armor and like you know just that guy yeah. looks like he does not have a fun life um so <laughs> we we talked about this last week but um richard taylor mentioned that like their helmets are full of human blood to like rise the bloodlust and turn them into mm. a frenzy so this guy do you think his helmet is mm. filled with human blood and if so why would they trust him with a mm. torch and how can he see where he's going? Also, it's a special torch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it like doesn't a, look it's anything a, like any other torch. I think it yeah. is burnt. It's yeah, gunpowder like burning a, a in a reservoir. It's like one of those things you use to. It's like a sort of slow burning sparkler that you use to uh, to light fireworks or to or to uh, like in the old days. It was what you would use on a on a matchlock firearm. They you know you'd have your gun and there would be like a long cord that's slowly burning and you would touch that to the powder. And then he leaps into the hole. Really, really dramatic. And the bomb goes off. Seen again. So, <laughs> so, Safe. those bombs so are not fully encased. I, I guess, yeah. So, <laughs> the gunpowder would be it? wet. What the hell? This because makes it no can't be sense. fully encased for him to touch it off. Right. And it also, if it had a fuse, the sapper would have just lit it and walked mm. away. Right. Well, no. Did they, they like they don't leave do that. them? <laughs> do you orcs, think that it's... orcs don't fight smart? <laughs> do you think they it's have like no a sense spiky... of self-preservation? These orcs are kind of fighting smart, though. Uh, not this one. Nope. Not this one in particular. Well, the berserkers are not smart. They are bred to not feel pain and follow every order. Yeah. Go kill. Okay. <laughs> so do you think that these um, spiky bombs are actually spiky chests? Maybe. Yeah, kind of. And then they just opened, they just left it open? Well, we see we see Saruman literally pouring gunpowder into the top of oh, one right. in a shoot. So they just yeah. leave it open for like yeah. 30 well, presumably, seconds while this Presumably when runs. they transported it on the march, it has a contain, it has like a lid to contain it. It's probably like a pot. It's probably like a spiky mm-hmm. ceramic pot. And uh, then when they set them off in there, uh, they don't need them all to be open because if you just open one up and then he touches that one off and it explodes, it's going to take out all the others. That's true. It will probably yeah. cause the others to explode. There is a it chance will. it does not. Well, yeah. clearly it worked. <laughs> it's, it's a, that's a very small chance. <laughs> it's about it pressure and sparks and worked. combustion in general. It depends on how sturdy yeah, that they're, metal they, is. They're not operating with C4. Right. That is not com- that is not composition for no. It's gunpowder, which is not incredibly stable. Yeah, if some if somebody shot the, those chests, uh, you know, at a good long range, they, they would go right off. Yeah, especially primitive gunpowder. Yep. So yep. one is the charcoal, sulfur, and saltpeter. So the way that these go off is also kind of silly. It's pretty good stuff. They also seem to go off basically uniformly. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 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 in close enough proximity. It's not going to be a series of explosions. It's basically one, you know. And then Theoden is just like, "What the hell?" Well, first Aragorn <laughs> sees the guy running, and then he's like, yeah, "Legolas, that, that shoot the guy!" <laughs> Legolas, it's like bring I him wonder down. how much Aragorn like, because rec- so he's eighty years old. Um, he knows Gandalf. He knows the fireworks. Perhaps he had an idea of. I mean, like, 
you know, we don't know what may have happened in, in Middle Earth and warfare, um, you know, in the 80 years that Aragorn's been alive, but maybe this isn't the first time he's seen this trick. Maybe. On the other hand, it may just be his, his intuition and he's just like, that guy, he's different. Kill him. Yeah. What is that torch? Kill the one that stands out. The burning of that torch looks like one of Gandalf's fireworks. Legolas, kill that man. <laughs> kill him. Yeah. Quickly. And it's really funny the way like, because uh, it, it, it takes a second to like realize where Legolas is in relation to the runner. Because uh, like the first arrow goes in like at, on his top, like on his right front pectoral, like going down. But then the other one goes on the left. So it looks like they came from either side. So this guy, like when he's running, is like really shifting his shoulders like from side to side. Ah, It's just like, <laughs> wait a second. Those two arrows look like they came from entirely different sides of the castle. You know, just details. Yeah, that's because Legolas can do the impossible. <laughs> what? Just he's got, run he's back got the magic forth? arrow. It's able to go through the driver and through the car and then kill JFK. And <laughs> yeah, it's still flying around out there somewhere. Patriot oh, no. arrow. <laughs> Robin Hood oh, minute tights reference. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Good times. <laughs> we made that reference last week too. Oh God! It's hard not to. <laughs> it's hard not to. You know, there's like. Yeah. Arrows everywhere. With that, with that whoopsie arrow that just happens to insta kill that urkai. <laughs> Oops. Oh man. Hey guys, everybody, pull your pull your bills back and just just hold it for a while. You know, 80, 80 pounds, right? hundred pounds, whatever. Just hold on. Get tired. <laughs> oh, one of the old men can't hold the bowstring for very long. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> so then, everyone in the cast commentary during this moment gets really heavy. Okay. Talking about how this movie came out not long after, after 9/11. was filmed before yeah. 9-11 and came out after 9-11. Mm. So this kind of atmosphere of suicide bombings didn't exist before when it was filmed, but did exist yeah. after it came out. Right. Ah. And so that was a point of conversation around the movie and media when it came out, I don't... which I don't remember, but I was also... 14. I think I, I think I remember it being a part of the conversation. I was in college at the time. So yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about that a little bit, but um, you know, it didn't stick with it too much. It didn't hurt it. Um, but then on the other hand, like uh, there was, let's see, the first one came out a couple of months after September 11th. And I, I think uh, there's some, there's some commentary out there about like the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy kind of being a big, um, I don't know. It, it sort of helped people uh, escape from the the post nine eleven reality. So it's it's interesting the way mostly Bernard Hill is the one that talks about this in the commentary, and he he kind of just kind of talks about it a little saying uh, the movie's also called the Two Towers and the attack was on the oh, Twin Towers. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that too. <laughs> that was. A, I didn't even think about that. Uh, and there's a su- like there's a suicide bomber at the climax of this movie or. As this is getting towards its climax. Mm-hmm. And it's this big point of the movie. This thing that has stood forever and is the symbol of the civilization. Right. Is destroyed by a suicide bomber. Right. Huh. It's just a coincidence. But, you know, like, it's, it's one of those things It's easy to, to find parallels. And, and uh, it just, it happens. Tolkien would call that applicability. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he wrote it. Before it happened, so right. it wouldn't be like one to one hour. Yeah, it was not. It was not on purpose. 
It is a coincidence. Unless you could see the It's like if you wanted to, you could probably, you know, pick out numbers on this and find some sort of meaning. Well, that's not, numerology is not the same thing as as seeing a connection there, but it wasn't on purpose. It's just an awful coincidence. And not something that I would have ever made a connection for on my own. I would just, I was always, "Eh, oh, hey, that orc just blew this up, whatever. Right. It helps that it's such, like, it's not set in the, like, real world, so you're already in a headspace that's so far removed from that, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. And it's framed in kind of a silly way. Yeah. Yeah, the the dive. Just see this guy round Whee! a corner. <laughs> right. Yeah. The... He goes, raw, and he like makes up this weird <laughs> little grunt and just dives yeah, the, into the, the culvert. If, if, um, if it had spent more time sort of uh, with like the cloud of ash and people like lost and confused and like the sound blown out, like, you know, looking like the streets of New York after the towers fell, then yeah, that might've been a little rough, but like that's, it only does that for a couple seconds. Yeah. It's just at the beginning of the next minute that we really get any of that. And it doesn't last long. We get right back to the battle. Yeah, it helps this that is they not, don't this is around. not saving private Ryan. Right. No. <laughs> it's like a war movie light. Yeah, kind of. It is kind of like a war movie light. Feels pretty heavy for a little while in the back end. Oh for man, look bit. at that little kid putting on armor. Ah. But for the most part, yeah. <laughs> Some diet war. <laughs> diet warfare. War zero, no calories. <laughs> There's talking trees. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love the expression on Theoden's face, though. After He's just oh, like, damn. <laughs> did he hear me? me? <laughs> did, did, did the magical wizard man hear me and taunt me? Ah. I better not curse the sky anymore. <laughs> we know that Saruman can watch things at great distance. He could see them. He could see the fellowship on Karadras. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but weren't they in his backyard, kind of? I mean, they're pretty far away. Oh, okay. It'd be like me seeing an ant climbing a hill two miles from here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Legolas doesn't do a good job bringing that guy down. No. No, he's he not doesn't. as efficient he's usually, as... <laughs> he's, he's usually such a great insta-killer. Mm-hmm. One shot, one this kill. One, Two shots, only mildly wounded. Gimli insta-kills one of these berserkers <laughs> before this. Well, it's too yep. bad he wasn't on the other side of the wall. That must have been some <laughs> real good human blood. I guess. Just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get hype. Get hype, yo! I mean, Gimli does jump down into the into the massing group of Urukai. I'm like this guy. This guy had one job, like, <laughs> and he did it. Literally he, one job. It. Yeah. This murder toddler was created for a singular purpose. <laughs> a single purpose. <laughs> All you are going to be good at uh, is hold, running really fast. Is running running really fast oh, and man. holding something steady in your right hand. <laughs> and that's it. Go for it. What a dumb way to do that. Serve your life's purpose. Disposable soldiers. We will immortalize you. I know, it's so... Disposable soldiers. I think that's 176. That's a a pretty good minute. Yeah, I'm spent. Sweet. Calling it. So, uh, thank you for joining us again. It's always fun to have you on. It is always fun to be on this show. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So we are all from the website DuelingGenre.com. Yeah, we are. Um, check out check out Chris on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute and Geek by Night. He's pretty yep. sweet. Uh, and 
If you like, we can check out our Patreon page at duelinggenre.com slash support. We really appreciate your money and your Even if you don't like, <laughs> if you if you go ahead and do the Patreon thing, suddenly you will like. <laughs> <laughs> because you're it's, invested? It's, statistic, it's, it's, uh, it's been scientifically proven. Spending money on a thing makes you like it more. Well, there you go. And your money's good here. Capitalism. <laughs> I can cite studies. <laughs> run by dueling genre labs incorporated seems legit <laughs> totally not biased we'll just have naomi say it in her like posh british accent and then i'll like it'll speaking into a camera cleaning her glasses <laughs> wearing a white coat that makes it official uh-uh. special thanks Ooh. as always to our patreon associate producer ed foster i hope everyone has a good monday and we'll be back tomorrow for more explosions bye, bye. Bye!